Grab yourself some popcorn, crack open a cold one, sit back, and try to relax because this one, this one is about to get real. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by and making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You can find me at Twitter, at Aldeo State. We are available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. Yeah, it's pitchfork time, ladies and gentlemen. We've known for quite some time that Charlie Dickey wasn't just it wasn't working out well all right we've known for quite some time the cowboy back position has been a wasted scholarship spot and even though it looks like maybe we're trying to adjust some things if you'd have told me a week ago that if we lost casey dunn we would lose a bunch of wide receivers i would have agreed with you and i would have said we need to find a way to keep casey dunn on staff in some capacity even if it's a promotion, demotion type thing where he's back down to wide receivers, I don't care what his name tag says. He can be associate head coach, assistant head coach, water boy extraordinaire. I don't care. But when we're now seeing that's not the case, we are having guys leave because of Dunn. 100% factual statement. People are leaving because of Dunn. I would have never guessed. The guy who's produced multiple Blitnikoff-level dudes, right? The guy who's produced so many people that have gone to the NFL is now the guy that is destroying things. And the culpability for Gundy lies in making adjustments. We know there's problems happening in the locker room. We know that Casey Dunn made fun of kids. He called kids weak, and he told them he needed, they needed to go home. And, you know... Just like what we did to Braden Johnson. I thought Braden Johnson was at home for a, for a year because the game of football was more or less stripped away from him. Now we're, we're starting to find out that this is a not necessarily a policy, but we do this a lot. We send dudes uh, home, right, in their times of need. Trace Ford's another one. How many, how many times did he get sent home? I didn't understand that this was that big of an issue, but evidently it is because the, the players feel somewhat ostracized, right? They, they feel like they've been completely cut out of the equation so if you're trace forward and you don't know what's going on and, and they're they're not really doing a lot to help you okay you get you get the transfer we knew the offense had problems when we lost spencer sanders all right so now you're hearing that spencer sanders circled the wagons and potentially wanted to come back and had conversations with gunny about coming back and supposedly i can't confirm this but supposedly um gunny said no we told Spencer Sanders, no, we don't want you back. Now, I understand that him leaving, it's going to rub some people the wrong way. But at the same time, you know you have to stop the bleeding. There is bleeding happening. There are players, it will start to come out more and more public, I, I, I can assure you, that they're being mistreated. They don't like the way that, that, that Casey Dunn is handling things. Again, I get the old school mentality. I love it. I dig it. I'm all about it. But... 
if we know that in today's NIL and transfer market era, that relationships are beyond everything the most important. Well, part of the relationships is having some direction. Your players would like to know what is happening. And that's the problem. On defense, you're not seeing a bunch of unhappy dudes. You're not hearing about a bunch of guys wanting to leave because of Derek Mason or Greg Richmond or anybody on the defensive staff. The defense is reared up, fired up, and ready to rock and roll for 2023. So if you're looking for bright side, again, that's going to be the defense next year. They're going to be fun to watch, and they know it. So they've kind of excluded themselves from what's happening on the offensive side of the ball because they know there's massive issues. But all of the issues, guys, all of the issues in the locker room seem to be stemming from the assistant coaches. We knew Dickey was an issue. We knew McIndoo was an issue. Did we know Casey Dunn was an issue? Absolutely freaking not. And you could say, because I jumped on the horse as well when Braylon Presley uh, decided that he was transferring. I was on the horse of, oh, he's complaining about playing time. He's being a baby. He dropped the ball a few times when he did get in the game. Yada, yada, yada. All of that may be somewhat true. But now we're, we're, we're finding out that when he talked about the mistreatment and mismanagement of wide receivers and running backs, this is what we're talking about. This is, we're at a, a, a very, very, very pivotal time as O-State fans, right? Because we do have so much success, con continuous success over the last 10, 12 years, that we should be a top 10, 15 team year in, year out. We should have better recruiting. I think you're going to kind of give Gundy a pass on the recruiting to some degree. But we're starting to find out that the Cowboy culture has become cancerous. It's become negative. So now we've got players on defense that are bought into Derek Mason. They're ready to rock and roll. And then you got players on offense begging, dang near, somebody to do something on offense. Just something. I, some of these kids with 100% certainty, right? With 100% factual certainty, pure conversation-based, do not want to leave Oklahoma State. They love O-State. They want to stay. The problem is they're not hearing anything positive. They're not hearing what direction the offense is going to go next year. They're not hearing if coaches are going to be retained or we're bringing anybody in or anything's going to be different. And all it takes is a simple phone call, right? As a parent, you know that if your coach, you know, calls a kid, you're typically going to hear what? You're going to hear something like this, like, hey, you had a really good season. Or if you didn't, they'll probably tell you, hey, you didn't have a very good season. This is what we think you did right. This is what we think you did wrong. This is where we see you fitting best into the scheme. Uh, this is where we think maybe we need some work and you need to work on some things. Okay. Do you have any concerns? Do you have any questions? Do you have any comments? Yada, yada, yada. Okay, cool. Great. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you after break. We'll see you in spring ball, the whole nine yards. It's simplistic, but it's, it's, these conversations have not been happening. So these kids, primarily wide receivers, <clears throat> they're getting calls from all these other universities um, to some degree, right? It's le at least getting through the grapevines that if you came to X, Y, and Z state, right? You'd be playing this position. We're going to run these route concepts. We're going to run this style of offense. We can anticipate throwing the ball X amount of times. This is why our scheme is going to be a little bit better than Oklahoma state's. And this is why we think you fit better here. And as a player, you're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But I love O-State. So I'm going to wait to hear uh, all this stuff from O-State. And then you don't. You don't hear that from Gundy. You don't hear that from Dunn. You get chastised all season by your offense coordinator slash position coach. You get called weak. You get told that you need to go home. 
And some of that, I get it, old school motivation. But there's got to be a line, right? Whenever it's just a few guys, just we're talking about Braylon Presley. If it's just a few guys, you could argue they're just being weak, right? They don't want to compete. It's the uh, what can you do for me now type of mentality. You could make that argument. But when it starts to become three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys, how does your head man, our head man, Mike Gundy, not know that there is a massive problem in the wide receiver room? Like the worst issue that I think has ever really kind of leaked out publicly in a while. And, and keyword there is leaked, right? The hardest part about this job is having information that you can't disclose. So now the cat's out of the bag. One of the reasons for JPR leaving was everything's rock and rolling. He is a matchup nightmare at the slot receiver position. A matchup nightmare at the slot receiver position. Because you got to think, if you're a linebacker, you can't run with JPR. If you're a safety, he's going to run your tail over. Even BP, when BP can settle down in those zones, BP, Brent Presley, and John Paul Richardson, they offer two different things from the same position. They can both play the slot and do two entirely different things if need be. But JPR, he can settle down in the zone, right? And we we push him to the outside. Not only do we push him to the outside, but we force him to the outside. He doesn't want to be there. The, the players don't think it's a great idea. So what does what does the Dunn do after the bowl game? He doubles down. And not only is JPR moving to the outside, but he's going to do it permanently now, even though JPR does not want to do that. I understand it's a coach's job to put players in a position where they can succeed the most. So sometimes as a coach, you do have to override. But it usually comes with an expl- explanation. You don't just tell somebody to do something, right? And then, and then it not work. And then you stick with it and not give an explanation as to why you're sticking with it. This is a disaster. I was not on the fire done bus ever. All season. Like, yes, the offense obviously you know left some to be desired and it didn't perform very well. Uh, speaking of performing very well, I do have to let the fine folks out here know that today we are partially brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting, news, stats, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to college basketball, NBA, and World Cup. We've got you covered. If you love sports podcasts, we've even got you covered there as well, BetOnline. We are the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. And here on Locked On Oklahoma State, we're here to just simply point you in the right direction. It'd be nice if we could go in the right direction. I was on a space earlier and a Texas Tech fan was talking, right? And he was basically talking about how we beat them pretty consistently and it's slightly frustrating. Um, you know, but but there's a lot of excitement in Lubbock. Is Joey McGuire the guy? Who knows? They haven't had a real guy since Coach Leach. And even Coach Bro, Cliff Kingsbury, did not succeed at Oklahoma State or uh, Texas Tech. So the difference, though, is there's excitement, right? Their staff or their, their fans, their players, they know what's coming next season. They know what to expect. They know what to anticipate. They know what to be ready for. Our offensive players are not getting these conversations. And just like I've said previously, try to just take a step back and, and, and view it, not so much as a fan, but more of like a parent, 
I'm telling you right now, there is no way, and I bleed orange, there is no way in God's purple earth that I would send my son to go play for Casey Dunn right now. And it's funny, right? Because doing this job, you got to be fairly realistic, right? To, to give people the, the proper tidbits of information. But you also, you can't be, there's no need in being super negative. So you, you get, it's a teeter-totter. You, you ride that line of, you know, do I be blatantly honest 24-7? Or, or do I sometimes try to scale things back a bit? And I scaled a lot of things back on Dunn because I do know that Gundy has a propensity to get on the headset and override people. That's a problem. Gundy wants to present himself as this big CEO type, yet he doesn't run the business like a CEO. This cowboy culture thing, it worked, right? When it, when it began, it was a very, very good thing. And it was real. And it was, it's still real to some degree. Problem is, players will tell you, the cowboy culture is kind of fun when you're winning. It is a disastrous, torturous nightmare when you're not winning. But that's not even the problem. The problem is, we've got a coach who's an offensive coordinator who used to be a wide receiver guru that has lost the wide receivers. It almost feels like it's self-sabotage. When he's telling some of the best receivers on the team, you're be prepared to be four string next season. If you're a parent, like, okay, so my son had X amount of yards, right? And he was the only true freshman that, that had a large, large, large dose and you might tell him that he's a four-stringer, so be ready. If you're trying to motivate, that's okay. But you can't go through the entire season banging dudes down, talking crap on how weak people are, and then not talk to them whatsoever for bowl prep, and then not really talk to them after the bowl game. If you've got other teams telling you how important you can be in their offense, and then your offense coordinator calls you, and he's like, hey, yeah, you, you had a pretty good bowl game. You had a pretty good bowl game. And um, yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see in spring. What? How is this a conversation? You have guys that you know have questions. They just want some reassurance that next season will be better. Right? They're not asking for the reinvention of the wheel. They're not asking for Gundy to say, hey, I'm firing everybody. And we're doing this. That's not what anybody's looking for. We're just simply looking for accountability from the head man. And if this is undone, then you got to do something. And again, I don't even necessarily say you have to fire done, but you have to come out and do something to stop the bleeding. Because if we know, as fans, if we're aware that there's a massive cancer in the wide receiver room and it all stems from one dude, and that one dude is Casey Dunn, then you have to do something. You have to stop the bleeding. We cannot afford to bleed out right now. Oh, I got my voice cracking. I got that on sweat rolling off. I'm, I'm fired up, but we all should be. This episode right here should be the most viewed episode, hands down, bar none, by far, because this is a call to action. And unfortunately, Kenyatta Wright said it, said it perfect in an earlier space. Nobody's going to make any moves on Gundy until they have to. His buyout is crazy. It's anywhere from 16 to 19 million dollars. I get that. Okay, so you don't you don't nobody's saying fire Gundy necessarily. 
But what people are saying is, oh, we have players that are speaking very loudly and very clearly about what the problem is. And we're not addressing it. We're not talking about it. We're not firing anybody. We're not hiring anybody. And there's a deadline. A lot of these guys were going to wait till spring ball just to see kind of what shakes out, just to see kind of what happens. So from the spring ball prep to yesterday, some conversations did kind of happen, but they were also unsatisfactory. You are now seeing the result of. And Gunny's letting it slide. Chad Weiberg, dear sir. I am I'm lying. Hear me roar. You have to do something, bud. You have to do something. Doesn't have to be a massive major announcement. No, not at all. But we have an arterial bleed right now happening. And somebody, somebody's got to carterize this daggone thing. Even if we don't fix it, we've got to at least carterize it quick, fast, in a hurry. Inject something. Say something. Do something. Because the players are hearing nothing. The offensive players have no confidence that next season is going to be any better. They have no direction on what's going to happen. They have no idea who's going to be calling the plays, who's going to be coaching them. They don't know anything. And communication is key. Direction is key. I'm telling you, until I'm blue in the face, these guys don't want to leave. A lot of them just want some assurance that the things are going to be better. They want some assurance that Oklahoma State can improve. We will improve on offense. The Spencer Sanders thing, um, you know, you could throw it in there as an issue, right? If he comes back around and says, okay, I looked around, not finding what I want. Uh, what, what can we work out to come back to Oklahoma State? And he gets told no. I'm sure that does have a negative effect on some of the locker room, 100%. But they didn't follow him out of the portal originally. So there was some excitement. There was some excitement coming into the bowl game. I, I know that. And then the bowl game happened. And then the lack of direction and conversations and communication has happened. And it's resulted in this. And, and here's the unfortunate part, guys. If we don't carterize this thing quick, there's way more to come. And just like we talked about earlier, if we lose a few more transfers after the bowl game, okay. That's, that's okay. That's manageable. But we just couldn't have a, a it, an issue, right? A singular source like last season. We had 10, 12, 13 offensive linemen bounce. And nobody questioned what was wrong with Charlie Dickey. Nobody, except for Casey Dunn. And Casey Dunn wants Charlie Dickey gone. Mike Gundy says, no, I'm not going to listen to you. We're keeping Dickey. And then the offense this year is abysmal. As a coach or as, as an athletic director, you now have a responsibility to the university to figure out what intarnation is going on. I recommend you call these gentlemen. You talk to these parents because they'll tell you what's going on. They'll tell you exactly what's happening on a daily basis. They'll tell you precisely what, what needs to be fixed. The problem is Dunn and Gundy, I don't know. I've been told that as of, like a couple of hours ago, even with all this craziness, I've been told Dunn ain't going nowhere. Okay. So we're willing to stay on our hill of stubbornness and by golly, I'm going to find a way to be right hill. 
or we change things. And the, look, again, the problem is a lot of these guys wanted to wait till spring because uh, they, they thought that it naturally we were going to be missing some coaches on the offensive side of the ball. It just, duh, uh, and then it didn't happen. And it not only is it not happening, they're not getting any direction. And again, if we, if we view it from less of a fan perspective and more of a, a family perspective, you want your kid to thrive. You want your kid to have the most opportunities or the best opportunities. You also want your kid to have his tail worked off. That's what body by glass is for. So when you send your son to Oklahoma State University, you know, or at least until now, you thought you knew my son's going to become a beast in the weight room. He's going to get bigger, stronger, faster, no matter what. He's learning from somebody who's produced several Blitnikoff level wide receivers. So he's going to learn at an exorbitant level. And then it doesn't happen. And then you're like, okay, okay. I've kind of bought into the university. I kind of dig this place. We want to stay. And then your conversation with, with Gundy is a minute and 34 seconds long. And your conversation with Dunn is even less than that. And it's, you discuss nothing. So you get off the phone call and you're on summer or Christmas break and you have no clue where you fit into the offense. You have no clue what the offense is going to do, what's going to happen. And then you've got your position coach telling you that you're weak and you probably need to go home and da 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 And you're going to be a four stringer after you just had the best game of any wide receiver. It's just, it's crazy. It is crazy. But it's even more crazy that we don't do anything about it. This is a call to action, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this episode should be the most watched episode of any of them. Because, just like Kenyatta said, nothing will change until we change it. Chad Weiberg is, you know, I, I think he's he's towing that line. He's amazing. Him and Dr. Casey Strom are phenomenal. They're going to be great for the university. But they're in a rock and hard place because they wanted to follow the, the mullet, the man, the myth, and the brand into a new era. They wanted to ride the, the, the coattails, not the right terminology, but, but you get what I'm saying. They knew that if we had more success in football, the university would be more successful. Enrollment would get more successful. Donors would become more successful, i.e. we get more money. That's what Chad, Chad Warburg wanted to do, and you can't blame him because we come off this, this beautiful Notre Dame second-half performance. We've got a logo, too. Here we come, and then this happens. So now Chad Weiberg is in a rough spot. He really is. we got to feel a little bit bad for Chad Weiberg. But we also got to feel like, bro, you're here because you're good at your job. You have to sit down with Gundy, and you have to figure out why he is so disconnected that he has no idea what's happening. How is he so disconnected that he doesn't realize he's about to lose an entire position group and he's going to be stubborn enough to dig his heels in the ground and stand behind the guy that everybody hates? Again, if it's just a few people, then it's, it's, them, it's a them problem. But this is not. This is a mass exodus. The one thing we, 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 we couldn't have, the one thing we needed to try to avoid, we had a mass exodus last year in the O-line. And we did nothing to fix it. Right now, we have a mass exodus coming at wide receiver. And there's more positions to follow if, if we don't fix this. If we don't just carterize this thing, plug this gap, stop this bleeding. I don't care if it's a little bitty Band-Aid 
on an open massive wound. Do something. Say something. Hire somebody. Fire somebody. Give these kids some reassurance that they matter. Give these kids some reassurance that next season could be a little bit better. Or do something. We understand you're in a rough spot right now. We understand that football success equals a lot of success financially all the way across the board. But we also understand that we're not big enough to just fall apart and then think that we can immediately pick it back up. Our NIL is not a problem. Thank thank goodness to everybody who stepped up in that department. Our NIL is very, very competitive in the top half of the Big 12, and, and it will continue to do so. So if we have the money and we're paying my Gundy almost $8 million, $700,000 a game, we're paying Derek Mason $1.2, $1.3 mil. If we brought in somebody like an Arroyo, we'd have to pay them one three, one four, one five. We're paying everybody significantly. Our assistants get a raise year after year after year for the most part. Finances is not an issue. NIL is not an issue. But it will become one if we dig too deep of a hole. So, again, this should be the most watched episode. Because as a fan base, they are not going to have a reason to make any adjustments or make any moves until we, we decide so. Because clearly, they're not going to do it on their own. Sadly, it's going to come down to us. We have to make the calls. We have to stop burying our head in the sands and pretending that Gundy can do no wrong because Gundy's refusing to address this. He's refusing to fix it, refusing to hire, fire, whatever. And with the transfer market portal windows, we can't do that anymore. We cannot afford to sit on our hands when the transfer market now dictates what you do or don't do. So this is up to us, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, like the thing, comment, share, share, share. I think share is the most important. Because if we don't start making calls, it's kind of like in voting, right? You can't complain about voting unless you call your governor, right? Or even vote, right? There's, there's some people that decide not to vote at all. That's, that's the situation we're in right now. You deciding not to vote whatsoever, not good. You want to make something happen, we got to make the calls. We got to start putting some pressure because Gundy is sitting very comfy. Why would Gundy do anything? Why would Gundy change? Why would Gundy, you know, adjust? If Gundy's going to dig his heels in on this one and back Dickie or Dunn, then we got to start having deeper conversations because we're not in a good spot. And we will lose more dudes if this does not get carterized ASAP, immediately. And then we have the conversation of we lost so many guys that now what do we expect? Five wins, six wins, seven wins? We go from the deepest, most talented roster we've ever had by 10 country miles to potentially losing half of it? And we are going to be okay with that? We can't be okay with this stuff anymore, folks. We can't be. Gundy has to do something here. Don't care if it's big, don't care if it's small, but it has to be something. You have to show the players. You want to you pretend the fans are stupid and screw the fans? Okay, that's fine. You've done that before. But you can't keep screwing the kids. You can't keep screwing the parents. They want some direction. They want some assurances that things can get better. They don't want a guarantee 
that, that the things will get better. They don't want to guarantee that we're going to run the, the ball X many times. They don't want to guarantee that your son's going to get this many balls. That's not what they're asking for. This is not a what can you do for me lately moment. This is a tried and true moment of they just want to be heard and they want to be communicated with and they want somebody to tell them the sky ain't falling. But right now, the wide receiver sky is falling. And he's the offensive coordinator. So how infectious can this become? We have to fix this. So, again, this should be the most watched episode because this better get up to Weiberg and Trump. Because we, we cannot dig our heels in and pull a Gundy on this one. This is a time that we do have to start speaking up and speaking out. This cannot continue. If we go backwards because of stubbornness, how long does it take us to recover? I don't know. I don't think I like the answer. I can tell you that. So, as always, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And, uh, yeah, let's kick this one up a couple notches because we gotta we got to make something happen quick or we're not going to have an offense to run. It's a fact. It's an absolute fact. And if, 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 if you don't want to believe me, then don't do anything. Sit back and let this continue and, and, and watch what happens to the roster. There's kids that want to stay very, very, very bad. They just want some sense of worth, some sense of direction, some sense of acknowledgement and accountability. Not digging your heels in and hiding in the closet because that's what we're doing. And if Gundy's going to dig his heels in and say double bird to all the fans, okay, bet. Then it's our turn to fight back. Go ahead, dig your heels in. It's our turn to dig our heels in. This cannot be acceptable. We cannot keep turning a blind eye. Or this, again, this roster will be so depleted. Next season, we're talking about six, seven wins as, as a legitimate hope. I understand the buyout's crazy for Gundy. I get it. That's fine. He's earned another year. He deserves it. Okay. Just like he can earn getting fired. He can earn losing his job. And this digging the heels in thing to, to back the, the coaches that are failing the players, not a smart move. It's up to us, unfortunately. Gundy's clearly not going to do it on his own. Chad Weiberg's in a bad spot. So we got to help out where we can. And right now, our job is to help out Chad Weiberg. And to help Chad Weiberg, our voice needs to be heard. And it needs to be known that this cannot happen. You have people that are blatantly unhappy with one dude. And we're not, we're, we can't, yeah. Dig your heels in. I'll dig mine in. This is the hill I'll die on. Because I care about the university. And I am very well aware that football produces the revenue that gives baseball and basketball and all these other sports the opportunity to be more successful and have a bigger recruiting budget. So football is important. We cannot afford to go sliding backwards. And I understand Chad Weiberg's in a rough spot. But, buddy, here's an opportunity for you. Earn your, earn your stripes right here because we need you. We need you bad. All right, y'all. Until next one, as always, thank you for making this your first listen here on Locked On, Oklahoma State.